Gary Lineker will be back on the BBC this weekend. And on Monday morning, we heard from the BBC Director General, Tim Davey. We have got to a point where we've agreed how to go forward and protect the BBC's impartiality. That's what we're doing. The BBC says there will be a review led by an independent expert on its existing social media guidance, with a particular focus on how it applies to freelancers, outside news and current affairs. Gary Lineker says he supports this review. But fundamental questions for the BBC remain about Tim Davies' leadership, about his approach to impartiality, about how it came to this. We also heard from Mr Davey at the weekend. People want to be able to express opinions. I understand that. I have only one objective, which is to make sure the BBC is truly impartial. When Tim Davey took over in 2020, he said impartiality was his number one priority. The issue now is how he went about that. And getting into the detail of this is no small undertaking. There are editorial guidelines on impartiality, social media guidance. The BBC's Royal Charter references it, as well as whatever individual contracts might say too. There's a lot. Let's start with the definition. BBC guidelines say impartiality is reflecting all sides of arguments and not favouring any side. But they add putting impartiality in practice is more difficult. The BBC's giving us a real-time demonstration of that with Gary Lineker, the test case. He's one of the BBC's top earners, but he isn't a news journalist or a politics presenter or BBC staff. He's a freelance sport presenter. And in 2021, I asked him about the BBC's impartiality guidelines. They only apply to people um, in news and current affairs. I consider myself a freelancer anyway. Gary Lineker also told me this. I've had two or three conversations with Tim yeah. Davies since he's been in, but he's, he's, he he's, ne he's, never called, he's never called me up and said, you can't tweet about that. Unless there was any doubt, he went on. Talk I don't think they could do that anyway. I mean, I'm my own person. Gary Lineker's position couldn't have been clearer. But months earlier, Tim Davey had updated the BBC's social media guidance. It now read, there are also others who are not journalists or involved in factual programming who nevertheless have an additional responsibility to the BBC because of their profile on the BBC. We expect these individuals to avoid taking sides on party political issues or political controversies and to take care when addressing public policy matters. As the BBC's David Silito notes, at the time, some described the new rule as the Lineker Clause. But if it was the Lineker Clause, it was far from clear if the man himself accepted that this applied to him, nor if the BBC had stipulated in his contract that it must do. Which brings us to September, when Tim Davey gave MPs this update. I'm very supportive of Gary. I think he's a brilliant presenter. Um, and I think it is work in progress in terms of where he draws the line. But we've had a good conversation. I think he understands the guidelines. It was a work in progress. The BBC was saying it knew the matter wasn't settled. Which brings us to last week. Gary Lineker tweeted that the government's small boats policy is beyond awful. He called it immeasurably cruel and said it used language that's not dissimilar to that used by Germany in the 30s. And this is how former BBC Director General Mark Thompson saw that. On the face of it, Gary Lineker's tweet looks like a, on the face of it, a, a technical breach of that guideline. The BBC said there was a breach of the guidelines. And Gary Lineker's first tweet does take sides in a political controversy. But this is far from the end of the matter. This was last week. Do you stand by what you said? Sorry? Do you stand by what you said? In your tweet? Of course. 
Gary Lineker has repeatedly said impartiality guidelines don't apply to his tweets. And even this former BBC News executive is confused. Do the BBC's impartiality guidelines apply just to news and current affairs staff, which is what Gary Lineker argues, or actually do they apply to people across the whole of the organisation? That's not at all clear and it needs to be sorted out. Despite this, the BBC acted definitively. It pulled Gary Lineker from Match of the Day, saying he must keep well away from taking sides on party political issues, adding, we've never said Gary should be an opinion-free zone, which raised the question, which opinions are allowed? Three days later, in its new statement, the BBC says the potential confusion caused by the grey areas of the BBC's social media guidance that was introduced in 2020 is recognised. And some of that confusion comes from long-term questions about consistency. In 2019, before Tim Davies' new guidelines, Lord Sugar, star of The Apprentice, endorsed Boris Johnson ahead of the general election. He continued to front The Apprentice on BBC One. Or there was a complaint in 2021 about wildlife presenter Chris Packham. He'd objected to an alpaca called Geronimo being euthanised. The BBC said the constraints for a freelance presenter like Chris are not the same as they are for, say, a BBC News or current affairs presenter. That remains true. There are stricter guidelines for news presenters. But, as Channel 4 News' Christian Guru Murphy notes, Tim Davey could have said the same response here. The question is, why didn't he? And that plays into broader questions about political influence at the BBC. Here's another former Director-General. The perception out there is going to be that Gary Lineker, a much-loved television presenter, was taken off air after government pressure on a particular issue. The opposition Labour Party goes further and says this isn't just a perception. Somebody has been effectively cancelled as a BBC presenter for expressing a view that the government of the day didn't like. Tim Davey, though, has denied that this was the case. We are in the BBC and myself are absolutely driven by a passion for impartiality, not left, right or pandering to a particular to party. But these questions keep coming. Not least because of two appointments to the BBC board, both made by the Conservatives. This is Robbie Gibb. He's a non-executive director of the BBC. He was Theresa May's director of communications when she was prime minister. And this is Richard Sharp. He's BBC chairman. He's donated thousands to the Tories and his appointment process is now subject to a review after it emerged that before being appointed, he'd helped facilitate a loan for the then prime minister, Boris Johnson. Now... BBC board members do not have a say in BBC editorial matters, but broader concerns remain, not least for the BBC's world affairs editor, John Simpson, who tweeted this weekend, the BBC's current problems stem from the fact that it doesn't have sufficient defences against politicians who want to impose their control over it. Or there's the former head of BBC TV News, Roger Mosey, who argues, by removing Lineker from Match of the Day, it looks as if the BBC has given in to one side of the culture war. BBC denies this, but even now, with Gary Lineker's suspension resolved, many wider issues are not. If you start applying the rules of news and current affairs to everybody who works for the BBC, where does it end? You know, does it end with Tess Daly on Strictly or Alan Sugar on The Apprentice or, or even David Attenborough? Are they not allowed to say things? That's a matter for this new review. But this is no longer just about which impartiality rule applies to which person. It's about politics, about leadership and about whether, in the 21st century, it makes sense to stop people saying what they believe. 
Because while this saga has forced the BBC to review how its impartiality works, it's also shown us that it may need to make the case for impartiality all over again.